You know what I fell into during that break, right? I fell into kind of tracking that story from last night. Um, how did that even start? Was that just someone commenting on a picture and everyone noticed it? Is that what happened with the whole foot thing and Caleb Williams? Some student at OU, a, I think a sorority girl. Let me. I'll find it. I'll be able to share it with you in a second. I was. I was trying to. She said something like, take you and your crazy little foot fetish out to L.A. or something like that. Taking your foot fetish to California. <laughs> yes. That was I will the say, quote. I, I do want to go back to, to Aaron's call here real quick before we hit the top five stories of the day, which will kick off every 11 a.m. hour now. New adjustment. Blank show constantly involving. Very fluid. But... We're moving the top five stories of the day to 11 a.m. Um, I I don't have any problem with the uh, Caleb Williams hate, right? And I I encourage every every single fan to you know have their feels. Don't live in it. Don't say anything on on Twitter. Was. Is, is advice I give because I don't want anyone to get fired over at Caleb Williams transferring. But I just – I don't think you can suddenly say, yeah, the dude sucks. What did he really do? Right? I mean, it, you, you have to kind of stop. If you want to question, hey, what happened in the Baylor game? Why weren't you any better against Oklahoma State? That's fine. But just, Josh, to suddenly be like, oh, he stinks. He's terrible. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the – What's the what's the kid saying? That ain't it. That ain't it, in my opinion. I think it's fair to say this. Caleb Williams against Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, the best defenses that he faced, looked like a true freshman quarterback. He did. In large portions of two of those games, Baylor and Iowa State, and then really the entirety of the second half save for one long run against Oklahoma State. Sure. It, it, he looked like a true freshman quarterback. But and guess this, what? He was a true freshman quarterback. Too. Right. A, a five-star true freshman quarterback. But to try and live in the world where, oh, he's just 5-2 and two as a starter, he's average. I mean, let's not try and pull the wool over everybody's sure. eyes that Caleb Williams, if he had stayed at Oklahoma, wasn't potentially going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks we've seen around here. In a, a long, long time, right there with the Baker Mayfields, the Kyler Murrays of the world. He's a super talented quarterback, and it is a loss, a big loss for Oklahoma. It, it's okay, though, to be critical of some of the failures of Caleb Williams, too. But, uh, I just man, I, I don't think you can knock the kid a whole lot. I know it stinks that he's going to USC and joining Lincoln Riley, but guess what? He was recruited to Oklahoma by Lincoln Riley. <laughs> right, right, right. Can't knock him for that. All right, let's get after it. Uh, Top five stories of the day. Big story, number five. Number five. Okay. We're going to what I like to call the uh, sports sandwich here. We're going to have the bread is going to be recruiting. So the top layer of bread, national stories. Second layer, local stories. And nationally, it looks like, Looks like Nebraska made some news nationally. 
they flipped one of the top uh, running backs in the country. But so far, Josh, it seems as if nationally, just based on a, a quick glance, it seems like everything has kind of gone according to what we expected, right? Um, there are some announcements that will start ramping up. In fact, uh, Trevante Citizen is about to announce. Kristen Miller is about to announce. Four-star running back Jordan James is about to announce. And then uh, in about an hour from now, we'll have uh, Shamar Stewart announce. We'll get to the OU guys because we're on the cusp of some announcements as well. But it appears as if so far everything has kind of gone to uh, according to plan. Four-star edge defender Darius Smith did indeed sign with Georgia. The Dogs have 26 verbal commitments on the board right now for National Signing Day. Penn State has uh, picked up a couple here earlier today, including Vega Iona, uh, an offensive lineman, and everybody is in on the Jim Harbaugh story, but I will say I'm not I'm not really buying any of it yet. I know Alan True, who covers re- recruiting for 24-7 sports, had this to say about Jim Harbaugh's future and where he thinks he's, he's going to end up. What is happening at Michigan, though? There's a lot going on. Michigan in the news for some good reasons and some mm, nationally recognized reasons today. But Jim Harbaugh, as we speak reportedly, interviewing for a job with the Minnesota Vikings, and yet there sits the Michigan Wolverines signing class currently in the top ten. We've got to make sense of this because there's a lot going on, and here to unpack that is Alan True, 24-7 Sports recruiting analyst, also a guy very, very close to this scene in and around Ann Arbor. So, Alan, i got to start with this, man. I know what I think. Everyone nationally has an opinion on this. On the ground there, close to the program, what do the locals think about this? Well, I think there was some shock, but it's been reported for long enough now that I think some of that's worn off and everybody's now just waiting and ready for this thing to be over, especially with it being National Signing Day and knowing that he's in Minnesota. I think the locals are are ready to have this move on if indeed Jim Harbaugh is moving on and have them turn the page to Boy, I'm so sorry I wasted your time with that. I thought that was a little bit more insightful than it actually was. If I let a drone on any more, Casey and Brian might fire me on the spot. Well... (laughs) You know, Good the Michigan Lord, fans, uh, they're... I'm so sorry. I, I thought that was a quick clip. Obviously, I'm an idiot and should not have a job. Say something compelling. I, I'm just... I'm. There's not a lot of things that are hills I'm willing to die on. And, and the one that I am is that an NFL coach getting hired from a college program will probably rarely, if ever be something that's broken by that school's site. And by that I mean it's rivals 24-7 um, on three. The NFL scoop is locked down by NFL guys. And until Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Jake Glazer, Chris Mortensen, even Jason Lockenfora, who's sitting about 123 on his reports, I'm not buying any of it. We'll see. I do think he's interviewing with Minnesota. I just don't think there's much smoke there. I really don't. Uh, anything else you want to add on the national side of things since I tried to kill the whole top five stories of the day with that horrible clip? Does it 
a report, though, from a college site like that? I mean, doesn't that lend credence in your mind to the idea that Jim Harbaugh is seriously – I mean, he wants out of Michigan. They had he him wants in Vegas. one of these NFL jobs. They had him in Vegas um, a month ago when he never even interviewed with them. I think – here's what I think is happening just with Jim Harbaugh. I think that he wants to get back to the NFL. I think he sees a ceiling in Michigan. And listen, I think it sucks to have to recruit now. I really do. And as as well as they've done in bringing it, and he's got to replace his defensive coordinator. I know they just had a, a, a big hire, but I just, I think he wants to be back in the league. So I'm not surprised by any of this. I just think we give him the job before he ever interviews, right? It's like, uh, the Raiders, he's going to be the next Raiders head coach. He's like, well, he never even interviewed. Vikings, he's taking the Vikings job. Well, he's just now talking to them, right? First interviews might be as much as a 30-minute phone call in the NFL. Rich Passaccia had a five-hour interview with the Raiders. Plans to sign with the Vikings is a pretty aggressive report. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, you're basically – what you're saying is the Vikings want to hire Jim Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh is going to Minnesota. He's he's inking the deal. All right. Um, I just don't know if I buy it. And that's just me. I didn't buy. Everyone was telling me that Chris Beard got into it with the Texas Tech coach Mark Adams last night. I never bought it. Neither did the coach. All right. Um, big story number four. Number four. Oh, I've been looking all over for any calls last night from Haxton. I cannot find them anywhere. You would think, right, that they would be all over the place from the Texas Tech-Texas game last night. I can't find anything, Josh. Can't. Ah. Anyway, Texas Tech beats Texas. What a great atmosphere for college football or college basketball, right? It would have been a great college football atmosphere as well. But, (laughs) no, yeah, it was tremendous. Like I said earlier this morning, every – Every Texas missed shot, every defensive rebound, every made bucket for Texas Tech, especially early in that game, the emotions at a fever pitch. I mean, right. it's just awesome to see that in sports and the the genuine hatred. Who was it that said uh, we don't have enough true hatred in college basketball anymore? But last night, that's genuine. I mean, that fan base, they were – they, they were hurt by the way that Chris Beard left for a rival to go to Texas after achieving short of a national championship sure. as much success as anybody's ever had at Texas Tech. I mean, it was proven, hey, you're, you're winning and you're winning big at Texas Tech, and he leaves to go to your arch rival in Texas. You'd be mad, right? Be mad. Genuine be. hate, and it was, it was lovely. I enjoyed every drop. Final score was, you know, it, it was um, – it was interesting to me because I I got to be honest with you, dude. I I thought, from my perspective, that Texas was going to give them a game. And I thought when they cut it to nine and eight, they had an opportunity. But it just it never really materialized. Texas Tech stomped a mud hole in them last night. And when they needed a big shot, they hit it. That's a big win. That's a that's a big win for a lot of reasons, right? Um, it's a big win because Chris Beard came back and you beat him, number one. But it's um I think it's a quad one win. 77-64, final score last night. Also, um, last night, the number one team in the country, 
stayed hot in uh, Auburn, knocking off Alabama. Green works at the top, hits Kessler at the point for three. No, long rebound, Wendell Green. Back it out, back it out. All the way to the basket with the left hand good. Final score, Auburn rolls Alabama, 181. What was up with all the crane stuff with, like, did you catch that with Bruce Pearl? Is that something that I'm not cool enough to know about? <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't watching that game, so no, I don't, I don't know about right. any of that. Uh, and then Kansas, even without Ochai Obaji, goes on the road and rolls. Wilson driving left side, kicks it off to Harris. He floats, scoops, oh. hit it again. <laughs> what a highlight real day for Dewan Harris. He has been phenomenal. So with that in mind, um, low-key night of college basketball coverage. In the Big 12, as we have just one game this evening, but kind of relevant to Oklahoma fans, Oklahoma State travels to Kansas State for a showdown in Manhattan. Sooners and Cowboys coming up on Saturday. And Josh Helmer, you know what else we got? We've got OU women's basketball on the road in Waco tonight. We are wheels up at three-ish. So wish me luck in getting back tonight. Because it could be a, a, a tad dice. Safe travels, my friend, both to and from. Big story number three. Number three. Now, I don't know where to be as far as understanding the Brian Flores saga. And Dan Lust is a guy that I like a lot at Sports Law Lust. If we were in... New Orleans or Houston or wherever, we'd probably have him on today to help us make sense of this. But Brian Flores, after suing the NFL and several teams, made media rounds today. Now, this, I promise, is better than the last soundbite I tried to play. You filed this lawsuit, which you are aware is obviously going to have enormous repercussions. What was the tipping point for you through your experiences that made you feel this was something you needed to do? Well, I mean, just... You know, I've been on, you know, several interviews over the years. Um, and, look, I mean, this is – we didn't have to file a lawsuit for, for the world to know that there's an, an issue from a hiring and firing um, um, practices so in the National Football League. Why did that, that's um, correct. A lot of people just, have yeah. pointed this out. So why did you feel you needed to do this? Because we need change. That was, that was, that was the number one reason. Um, and I know there's, there's a sacrifice, there's risk to that, but – um, at the end of the day, um, we need change. We need. So let me ask you this. He's not wrong. Not the best, I think, tact to go about it. I'm not a legalese, though, and I'll never, never will be. But what do you think? Do you think that he quickly gets hired somewhere? Do you think this drags on and it becomes kind of a, 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 an issue that will keep him from getting jobs? I mean, this is some of the claims made. Now, I will say, the claim against Denver is kind of hilarious because he did brag and, and say he had a great experience with the Broncos when he interviewed a couple of years ago. So I don't know what changed over time, but it's because apparently he and Elway and everybody, they, I mean, just rolled one night right into the next and started partying that morning, <laughs> reportedly at 730. <laughs> Wasn't that the most amazing part of that, that he accused them and like John Elway was an hour late and everybody was hung over from Denver? Anyway, wait, I'm not laughing at the, the plight. It's just some of the details in this were 
shocking. And he still inter- – I mean, he just interviewed for the Saints job. He, he just interviewed for the Saints job. I do not think he's getting a job now. No, I think this absolutely takes him out of the running for some of these other jobs, which is disappointing. I don't think that it should, but that's kind of the way the NFL seems to work. I applaud him, though, uh, for for coming forward and, and you know, obviously bringing a suit to the table that he, he feels, he, he, because of his race, that there's been some – in just practices. And the the Bill Belichick saga there oh, where, I mean, it just looks so bad to where, and I'm not that it looks bad for Bill Belichick, but that he thinks he's about to go do this interview and meanwhile they've already made their mind up and it's just just a fake interview to comply with the Rooney rule. It just looks horrible. Um, agreed. Agreed. All right, big story number two. Number two. Josh Hellman. Are you now? A wait, are we commanders or commandos for, for the Washington football team now? The Washington football team is norm no more. Are you excited that we now have the Washington commanders in the house? What were the other options? This wasn't the top of my list. No. It's not bad, but it's not it wasn't my favorite. No. Um I think Sentinels would have been cool. Yep. The Commanders officially announced as the team's new name. I kind of dig their little logo that they put together. Um, But, okay, that's fine. The cat was out of the bag because everyone wanted to break it. And they had the – well, they had the helicopter last night that was zooming in on the picture of the window. (laughs) Can nothing be a surprise anymore? That's why when something happens that shocks us, we're overly surprised. Because we're never surprised anymore. Washington command. I kind of was digging Washington football team, but I get it. They wanted the the rebrand, rebrand here. It's not bad. It's not bad. It wasn't my favorite option of what was sort of suggested on the table, but uh, it, not all bad. I, I don't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I will say I was just thinking about something that we didn't hit in the Brian Flores story. I'm not here to to say that I'm a fan of tanking. But if someone came to me and offered me $100,000 to lose games, I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Wait, so you want me to throw the game? No, no, no. And you're going to pay me it. more? I don't want you to throw it. I just don't want you to win it. <laughs> yeah, don't throw it. Just don't win it. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Signing day. Here's what we have in-house so far for Oklahoma. Gentry Williams is a Sooner. His letter of intent is in. It was announced by Oklahoma. It is the only announcement that we've seen thus far for the Sooners. Why uh, Gavin Freeman as a preferred walk-on? I don't know if that's something that a school announces. Hey, welcome preferred walk-on. I don't don't remember off the top of my head. But he's going to wait and have his ceremony next week. Uh, Gentry Williams was going to have his today, but due to uh, Booker T. Washington being out of school. He's going to wait and do something next week. Uh, and Josh McQuiston throughout all these times, which uh, I, I can only assume are 100% right if they came from Josh. They, um, the announcement from Jamarian Burt will come possibly tomorrow. Up next for us, all eyes will be on Ahmad Moten and R. Mason Thomas 
they're committing in an hour from now, or signing, I should say, uh, at 1 o'clock, potentially Kevontae Henry, and then later on this afternoon, 420 for Grayson Halton, which will be on CBSSports.com. There's your top five stories today. We'll go more in-depth on the Sooner signing class next with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hour three of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Rooftech of Oklahoma. Josh, how can people get in touch with the good people of Rooftech? Oh, that is a fine question. Why don't you just give Josh Tucker and his crew a call at Rooftech for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. All right, we got an update, too, on the weather next, right here on The Ref. Who would you pick as the next quarterback of the Buccaneers? Next quarterback of the Buccaneers, Jimmy Garoppolo. I like that. I like that a lot. I do. Um, Can I go with the sleeper pick? You may. Kyle Trask. I think he might get the job. I know it's only his second year, but I think he's the guy. (laughs) I think he's the guy. Though, I will say, I saw this list, and I'm sorry I brought it up. I know it's very much off topic, but... I saw this list from The Athletic, and it said 10 names who could replace Tom Brady. And they, they, ne- they never mentioned Kyle Trask. But here's their guys. You ready? And by the way, I, have you ever taken Afrin before? Afrin? Yeah. It's, it's like a I, – I use Flonase, okay? I use Flonase is the um, – I, I guess you could say nose um, – that's allergy your allergy medicine. go-to. Right. And my wife, I, I said, listen, I, I'm in allergy hell. I mean, I don't know if you guys – I don't know how. I don't know what's going on. Everything is frozen, but yet I'm, I'm like Millhouse in The Simpsons. And so I was like, you've got to get Flonase. You've got to find it and get it. She came back with Afrin, and I just took it. And I, I remember my grandpa used to have this all the time, like nonstop. Would it be like blowing Afrin up his uh, – up his snoot. And I just, uh, I, this stuff, how is this stuff legal? Holy you feel smokes. good? Oh, dude. No, listen, it didn't help my allergies at all. It helped something. I don't know what. You excited to do the rest oh my, of the show now? Oh, my, let's go. Whatever's in there. You've been in pretty good spirits all morning, but, I, I mean, this that. might have taken it to. To the next level. Oh, dude. Okay, anyway, here's the options for the, um, for the Buccaneers, according to The Athletic. Aaron Rodgers. Seems unlikely. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Those are their aim high, however unlikely. Here is their list of not quite as dreamy, but a bit more viable. Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Mr. Always Ends Up with a starting job somehow, even though I think he stinks, Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) They also have two other guys on here. Ben Easily the worst of any of those options. Yeah, I know. Ben Roethlisberger and Jameis Winston are the other ones. So I, don't, I think they're going to – I mean, listen, I think they're going to give a, a shot to Trask. They'll bring in a veteran. They have to, right? They have to. There could be some serious shuffling this offseason for some of these, these quarterbacks. We'll see. I, I kind of remain in the belief that 
Russell Wilson's playing next year in Seattle, and Aaron Rodgers is playing next season in Green Bay until I see otherwise. We shall see, though. Gets interesting if they don't. Um, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, um, anything that we haven't covered in the previous two hours and 30 minutes, Josh, on the Cruton side that you're, you've intrigued by or that you've noticed as this show has progressed? I keep coming back to the Jim Harbaugh thing. We need him. I need you to get on board with this. We I need know. him to leave Michigan. It's positive for Oklahoma. If he leaves Michigan, then all of a sudden you've got a chance at, at Connerly where I, I don't know if uh, necessarily that, that was going to be the case otherwise. So that's obviously not a today thing. Beyond that, I mean, we're sneaking up, sneaking up on, I think, uh, the next suitor signee, which I believe will be R. Mason Thomas. And there's not a lot of concern for you about R. Mason Thomas giving the Ahmad Moten rumors, right? You, that, do you see those as two separate? Does that worry you at all if Moten's Miami, that R. Mason Thomas could follow his high school teammate at all? It, it doesn't, no. Okay. I mean, on, on a just a general level, sure, because, right. you know, I think back to when I was making the decision of where I wanted to go to school, where my buddies were going to school was was a big part of it. But uh, in this particular case, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the deciding factor. And on the transfer portal side of things. The portal. The portal. I don't think anything from the perspective of – I don't really know what other names are out there unless you think Oklahoma's going to end up being a factor for JT Barrett. That's really about it. JT Daniels. Did I say JT Barrett? You did, but I <laughs> knew what you great. meant. I'll give him another chance in college. He may have flamed out in the NFL, but we'll take him. <laughs> yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, bring him on. <laughs> so I, I, unless you want JT Daniels. Um, and I think Oklahoma might, might want a JT Daniels. I don't know that JT Daniels would want the situation at Oklahoma. That's been my hang up there. Okay, I – I know we've got the news, but the news is always flexible, my friend. Why are we getting all these stories? Is it because Caleb went to USC that now we're getting all these uh, Lincoln Riley, such a great fit, more equipped for the L.A. lifestyle than you think? (laughs) Yeah, they had to wait until that Caleb Williams – Enrollment was uh, okay, officially right. official because if you think about it, it was going to be, I mean, obviously it's going to be a different world for Lincoln Riley in 2022 if he doesn't have Caleb Williams, if he doesn't have Jackson Dart, right? I mean, c- can you imagine what we think, what we say about Lincoln Riley and USC next year if Caleb Williams isn't? ultimately in the picture and if he <laughs> yes. ran Jackson Dart off in the process right. right but and now it's it's funny I mean Pat Forty has a piece out uh we talked about the Mac Engel piece a little bit if we wanted to do three hours of gaslighting you all day long we could right I mean we really could that not really my thing but was Oklahoma's future move to the SEC a factor in Riley's willingness to look elsewhere Quote, I don't think the SEC fit was particularly enticing or popular. Well, well, bye then. Bye. Why not? You don't want to compete against the best? 
You don't think that Oklahoma was going to invest in the resources? If that's your concern, okay. That, I, I guess that's fair. But I just – why would any coach want that out there? Hey, I came here because I don't want to go to the SEC. Well, you know what? If you're going to win a title, it's going to be part of the process to play teams from the SEC. And there's the other part where it's like, well, a source said that. Bro, sources have been saying that for the last month and a half. I just – is there really that much of a soft nature to this, Josh? I mean, are we, are we really revisiting this? What do we t- I think you hit it on the head. Caleb Williams committing to, to USC officially allowed them to write the things are a-changing at Troy. It's all turning around for the USC Trojans. It allowed Joe Klatt to go ahead and put him top 10 next season. My gosh, thank goodness for Bruce Feldman. All right, um, quick update because I don't want to live in that world. Steely and Thune will be fired up about it next. Heavy accumulating precipitation will move into western North Texas early afternoon and spread north and east. According to Norman's National Weather Service, snow continues tonight. Freezing rain and sleet changes to snow for southeast Oklahoma. And by tomorrow, snow and very cold sub-zero wind chills. Do we know a – like a – prediction here like how many inches of snow are we thinking um because i know my buddies up in uh andover and wichita they got eight inches overnight what yeah they got are you serious they got slammed up north uh let's see here's the accumulation ice which of course is right through us uh looks like a tenth of an inch so that's good ice ice where's the snow okay here's the snowfall we would be in the four to six inches range. Wow. Oh, let's go. I'm That's all about a lot it. of snow for us. Um, upper, upper areas of the accumulation forecast like um, Woodward. If you're listening in Woodward, you're right on the cusp of six to eight inches. Same for the Wichita Falls area just outside of Lawton. And, and a little east of Oklahoma City, too. So, and, and the show will go on tomorrow, people. So, oh, we'll be on. We'll be on. Now, I don't. I don't know if we'll be at Cavens or not. Gary might have to come pick me up and take me <laughs> right, to Cavens. Right. Which, by the way, I think Gary would. I do. I think if I said, Gary, I got to be at Cavens today. Come get me. He'd probably come pick me up. But I also know they're going to be very busy too tomorrow. So, we'll see. Four to six right now is the projection from the National Weather Service of Norman. It's going to be. As the kids would say, a mess. All right, quick break. Little news coming up next right here on The Wrap. All right, Josh, where do you want to start on this Wednesday morning? It is signing day. We are waiting on some announcements. Our Mason Thomas, Ahmad Moten, Oklahoma targets. Decisions coming up here in, what, 45 minutes. That's right. Then we've got... Uh, in order, Devin Campbell a little bit later. We think that's going to be a Texas signing at 4 o'clock. Grayson Halton at 420. That'll be on CBS uh, CBS Sports HQ. Do I, is that correct? That is right. Which, by the way, is if you have a Roku or a Fire Stick, 
if you uh, have the CBS Sports app, it's what is constantly on, constantly at CBSSports.com. I don't know if they just have dudes on around the clock or what, but every time, Josh, they are live doing something. So check it out, CBSSports.com. So this story is making the rounds today. I don't know if we call this news. It's not news, but it's, I this think. Is, it's the news according to Josh. If you think it's news, it's news. All right, people will listen up to the news. Gather around. From the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Mac Ingle has this headline. Quote, Oklahoma Sooners will be to the SEC what Nebraska is to the Big Ten. End quote. The prevailing Here's what he writes. The prevailing thought around Norman and to some college football people who know is one of the primary reasons why Coach Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma for USC is he believes the Sooners cannot win SEC titles. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, I, I can't – it's hard to fight against that kind of mindset because – Literally, the people that are writing that will stick their fingers in their ears like, no, 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 you can't tell me. Lincoln Riley left for USC. No, no, that's not a good move. You're Nebraska. When they don't take this broad view, right? They don't see that Oklahoma – Oklahoma's won three national championships in the last, what, six years with softball. Um, their, Their gymnastics program already competes with the best of the best in the world. Now, I know this all comes back to football, but to be like, oh, they're Nebraska, the Big Ten. I mean, Nebraska's actually done pretty well beyond football in the Big Ten. I know basketball, the, the marquee sports have struggled. So, number one, it's like it, it, this broad vision thing, this, this is huge and amazing for this university. If you want to drill down and grinch and moan about football, that's crazy talk in my mind. But they're never going to accept it. I don't think it's very well researched by Mac Eagle. It's not. It's an opinion piece. And Mac Ingle, I like him, but he comes across as a dope on this one. Well, he, here's why I say that. There's no similarity between where Nebraska was when they left the Big 12 to go to the Big 10. I mean, Nebraska had already been down, save for one good season with Indomitian Sue and Jared Crick. I mean, they were so bad for so long toward the end of their run in the Big 12 conference And Oklahoma's been so great for so long in its run in the Big 12 Conference. Okay, Oklahoma's one failed with everything that went wrong in the second half at Oklahoma State. OU is one failed final offensive drive away from going back to the Big 12 Championship game when they'd won this conference six years in a row. So to say that this has the makings of Nebraska to the Big 10, okay, well, Nebraska wasn't any good leaving the Big 12 Conference for the Big preach, 10. Preach, preach, Here, Here's a couple of other things, too, real quick. Number one, prepare yourself because these type of pieces are going to be everywhere. Just prepare yourself. And number two, it, they want your attention. And I know this is a hard thing to do, but if – why is Skip Bayless so popular? I mean, I really don't know why. But because people re- respond to his bull, um, Correct. His BS. Right? He's willing to throw out a hot take that he may or may not genuinely believe. Right. I'm pretty sure half of him he doesn't. and Because if he does, I think he needs to be institutionalized. But 
why do people like Matt Engel write this? Do they think it? Maybe. But they see what's going on in the landscape right now. There's, I'm sure, some TCU fans that are mad about Oklahoma leaving for the for the SEC. So what do they do? It's like, yeah, good riddance. You're going to suck. And they know that we're going to get riled up. It's the same thing with why Colin Coward needles Baker Mayfield. Why? Because he knows Baker's going to react. And it's the hardest thing to say to someone. Just don't re- Who cares? If you don't respond at all, here's what, well, I, I guess Oklahoma fans agree. No, we just don't care about your opinion, Mac Engel. We, we don't care. Unfortunately, he absolutely earned my click this morning. I had to see, see I had to see what this nonsense was all about. But you're right. Hit them where it hurts. Don't listen to Colin Cowherd's show. <laughs> Don't like or comment on in drive engagements on Colin Cowherd's page. But you don't, will. Don't you read will. Mac Ingle's article. Though. You will though. I can't stop you guys. It's like whenever I tell my daughter, "Hey, don't turn that show on." Inevitably, when I turn my head, that show is turned on. Listen to me. We can help. We can get through this. All right, where do you want to go next, Josh? I guess I missed this in the the entire Brian Flores deal last night where, I mean, the, it, multitude of allegations across the board to multiple franchise, but had alleged that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per loss during the 2019 season in order to retain a certain level of uh, draft tanking stock. Hugh Jackson pretty much said that that happened to him in Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally missed that from last night. Yeah, uh, and and Hugh Jackson was a little bit more discreet. He didn't mention the numbers, but he said it would be very lucrative. So, trust me, it trust was a good number. Good Source, number. yo, <laughs> that was funny. And to think, there was a time in two thousand. What year was it? In 2015, when I was really, really mad that Hugh Jackson got fired by the Raiders. Really, really mad. Actually, i got to go back further. Was that 12? Was that 2012? Oh, I was so hot. How dare they hire or fire Hugh Jackson? What are they doing in Vegas or Oakland right now? Then, lo and behold, he went winless. All right, where do you want to go next, Josh? Out of time, at least for right now. Got to take a final TL. I was correct. It was 2012. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up with what we know on the Cruton side next right here on the Plank Show. Oh, let's go. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. We're wrapping things up on a Wednesday. I think there'll be a lot of conversations as the day progresses with um, Nick Saban on NIL. And what he, what he laid out, he was pretty fiery and, and standoffish whenever kind of questioned about NIL. Quote, when we start using NIL for a kid to come to our school, that's where I draw the line because that's not why we did this. <laughs> pretty strong. Again, enticement. We never cheated to get a player. We never paid players to come to our school. So a lot of stuff from an, an article that Alex Scarborough wrote for ESPN that'll be very much worth your time and I know we didn't get too much into today Josh the Lane Kiffin comments from yesterday which he kind of walked back kind of didn't but I mean I again every coach is feeling some kind of way when it comes to the portal and uh, some feel like it's being used unfairly 
Others are embracing it. Stat of the day. Note of the day. With Tom Brady and Big Ben both retiring, there is only one active quarterback that has more than one Super Bowl ring. Do you know who he is? Josh Elmer. Only one active quarterback has more than one Super Bowl ring. I, I should. I don't know why. Uh... I would have never guessed this. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. He won two with the Patriots. <laughs> we'll yeah, see you guys awesome. back here tomorrow. Be safe. Thune, Steely, next.